The Gospel according to the first chapter of St. John, the 43rd verse. Now the next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, which is also the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, we have found him about whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nathanael said to him, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, come and see. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him, he said of him, here is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael asked him, where did you get to know me? And Jesus said, I saw you under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael replied, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are king of Israel. And Jesus answered, do you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, very truly, I tell you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. The Gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace be with you all from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. One of the loveliest things about being a pastor at St. Philip the Deacon is that I get to witness the Holy Spirit at work. Maybe that's one of the loveliest things about being human, period. It is amazing and humbling to see the Spirit nudging and guiding creating something good and holy, often taking a simple human act and infusing it with unexpected depth and meaning. Sometimes we aren't even aware of the Spirit's movement in that moment, and we only learn later that God was up to something. We are in the Epiphany season now, which begins, of course, with the visit of the Magi to the Christ child. They brought gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh, which resulted in the Christmas tradition of gift-giving. As you no doubt noticed, at St. Philip the Deacon, we are greatly in favor of this tradition, especially applying it to those who are pretty much forgotten. Therefore, we sponsor over 500 people who live in supportive or transitional housing or shelters, with the hope of bringing them some joy in the name of Jesus. So in November and the first half of December, so many of you were diligently shopping from the wish list of someone you will never meet, discerning what to purchase, hoping it would bring them joy, praying for your person, and wrapping gifts so beautifully. I imagine that the angels in heaven we're looking down and saying, look, those St. Philip people are at it again. Look at how carefully they're shopping. Oh, I wonder if that gift will be delivered on time. 
nice choice with those boots and maybe whatever a 256 gigabyte USB 2.0 type A flash drive is, I'm sure he will find it for his person. Well, I'm not absolutely sure about the conversation among the angels, I do know that the Holy Spirit of the living God is at work in your lives and I get to see it happening in a very profound way in the Christmas season as your generosity of heart and resources pours out to share your blessings with folks who could really use a blessing. So today I'd like to share some special Christmas stories for this reason. I wonder if maybe you're out shopping and you wonder, is this really going to make a difference to anyone? And I want you to know that a gift is more than a gift and that the Holy Spirit is sharing the love of God through you and your actions. I hear such stories. One staff member from a shelter new to us this year described the process of gathering up the wish lists. To preserve privacy, I will not use any real names, although stories are shared with permission. I will call her Suzanne. She wrote that when she was typing up the wish lists for us, she got teary with every list. The requests were simple necessities like socks and blankets and shampoo things I myself, she said, take for granted. She wrote, I've always loved Christmas, but this year it was an unbelievable experience. On the day of their party, well, for starters, we had to hide the gifts because people kept trying to peek. They just couldn't wait. The party started at three, but they had everything set up and they were ready to go by two. John, she said, John, Alex, and Doug, for whom you had shopped, are no longer living in the shelter, but they will be coming back for our Christmas party. They have never gotten Christmas presents before, and they are so excited. She said everyone had tears when they were opening their gifts, which they did one at a time. Alan was the first. He didn't take his new gloves off for the rest of the night, and he was so excited for his turkey beef jerky in the blanket. Bruce, oh my gosh, she wrote, he was second because he was scratching at the wrapping paper, his first ever Christmas gift. He loved his fancy shower gel so much, he was crying and we kept teasing him saying, we will make a do not disturb sign so he can pamper and eat his chocolate in peace. Suzanne kindly and secretly gave us gift recommendations for Mimi, who didn't arrive until December. And then here at church, we shopped online for her and a large number of others, thanks to your very generous financial gifts for this purpose. We also ordered a wide variety of treats to be included, and I invited several people then to come to church and assemble and wrap those gifts. Among the treats were just a couple of bags of walnuts, and someone assembling Mimi's gift put in a bag of walnuts. Suzanne wrote that Mimi was very reluctant to take her turn opening her gifts because she didn't want attention on her, and yet she took the longest to open them because she was living in the moment. Somehow, and for some reason I can't explain, Suzanne said, 
She had a bag of walnuts in her gift. Mimi looked at her amazed and said, how did you know to tell them that these are my favorite? But Suzanne had not said a word about treats. Sometimes the Holy Spirit just gives someone a holy, quiet nudge. Suzanne continued, their wish lists were so simple, and then to see them open these things with tears in their eyes, and then have the added fancy chocolates, and of all things, the walnuts? Who even thinks, hey, these walnuts look good? It truly made a difference to her. Suzanne continued, another resident, John, was open about his mental health and substance abuse history. And the card he received from one of you was so specific and on point for him that he just kept thanking you for your words and your perfect gift. My friends, do you hear the tenderness and the guidance of the Holy Spirit in these stories? The largest shelter we sponsor has almost 100 men and women from various walks of life with many challenges and struggles. They are living in a shelter. The social worker there, a very kind gentleman, I will call him Sam, personally delivers the thank you notes to our church. This year, uh, I was there when he came and we sat down and talked. He told me about the day of their party, the nice dinner, the way they pass out their gifts one to the other, one at a time. Sam wanted us to know, and he said this with a kind of wonder on his face. He said, the day of the party is the one day of the year that every single resident has a smile on their face. Everyone. You put that smile there. They signed thank you notes the same night. <clears throat> one person missed the signing and came down the next morning saying, where's the thank you card? Well, the cards were all sealed up. So he wrote a note to you on a separate piece of paper, and it said, St. Philip, you did a terrific thing. Other messages for you from the shelters. You gave me a Christmas I will never forget. Thank you for opening your heart and showing me that I am enough. You have given me so much joy this Christmas. I will wear these cute boots and smile very hard because I will look very sharp. You helped me remember how much God loves me. And finally, this one. I personally experienced something unexplainable, and I'm still in awe of the amazement that only your congregation could provide our residents. To be completely honest with you, I have gone through years of religious trauma and get very uncomfortable and turn away when it comes to anything religious. This experience was the work of God. My friends, <clears throat> a gift is more than a gift. And the Holy Spirit is sharing the love of God through you and your actions. The precious, tender Holy Spirit of the living God guides us through this life in both obvious and mysterious ways, including through the people around us. We might think of our first reading with Eli, 
guiding Samuel to understand that it was God, in fact, who was calling to him. We might think of Philip and Nathaniel being called and taught and guided by Jesus himself. We may think of the Holy Spirit prayers that we say over our compromands and our little ones being baptized. We may hear the Spirit guiding us when we come together for worship in a prayer, a song, a reading, a thought from a sermon. We may hear God's word for us when we expectantly and without hurry keep our sacred date with our Bible. We hear God's voice in plain old common sense and in the counsel of faithful and trusted people. We give thanks today for all of the ways and times the Spirit guides us and touches our lives throughout the year. And especially today, I give thanks for the way the Holy Spirit sometimes just quietly steps in and lightly nudges us in a holy direction. Put the walnuts in this bag. You don't know it now, but it will make her feel like someone truly sees her. Or choose these boots for her. She will feel very sharp in them, and she hasn't felt that way for a long time. Or write these words to this young man. He needs your honesty and encouragement and on and on and on. Are we aware that that nudge we sense is coming from the Holy Spirit? Sometimes. Do we know the impact that following that nudge will have? Almost never. We are not in charge and we do not have the whole picture. But when we respond to that urge, even in small ways, the Spirit may very well use it to show someone nothing less than the love of God for them. Lord, we love it when you use us like that. Please do it again and again and again. We are all yours. In the name of Jesus, amen. <laughs>